Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastgate Rewatch Season 3, Episode 19. I am Can't Wear Hats and with me is Red Nightmare. Hey, after this, do you want to go grab dinner? Yeah, there's this nice place down the road we should probably go to that... Wait, no, 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 that no. doesn't work. They, they don't they don't serve there anymore. Oh, yeah, there was that uh, insurance accident. Oh, don't worry yeah. about it, it's fine. <laughs> 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 All right, we are back for a new episode of Farscape, following on from Fractures uh, last week, which was a bit of a heavy emotional episode. Oh, yeah. And this is uh, I Yench, You Yench. And I know we mentioned that at the end of the last episode of what the hell does that mean? Well, we do find out in this episode, and we'll get to it. And it's... Do we? We do. Pay attention, Red. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Apparently I missed something. Just to catch up on where we are, because we start out with Previously On. And, mm-hmm. you know, the crew of Moya and Talon meeting up again. Talon John is dead. Yep, Talon John is dead. Aaron is still dealing with that. And uh, last episode, there were another group of escaped prisoners, and there was a whole... A whole thing. A whole thing. <laughs> a whole thing. I don't think it gets directly referenced during this episode anyway. So. Not not the events, but what surprised me is when we actually start out... Well, the first shot is the establishing shot. We've got Moya, Talon, and another ship. We don't know what that is, Yeah. Um, first of all. But then we go in bo- uh, aboard Moya... And we see Jewel walking through corridors with Nigel. Or like, Nigel. <gasps> Nigel. N- Nigel. His I think we've established we just, we call him yeah, Nigel. his name is Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was actually surprised by that. It's like, yeah. oh, look, he lived. Right. Because you're like, oh, yeah, right. He wasn't a traitor. He didn't try to escape. And he was okay. And they didn't just yeah. forget about him. All right. Cool. Cool. Sweet. And basically, he's going to board the medical vessel, yeah. that, uh, the third vessel. And he's proposing to Jewel, like, you could come along. These people aren't really going anywhere, and there's bound to be somebody on that medical vessel that can help you get home. Yeah, and can help fix your eye, because she's still got the eye patch on from the mm-hmm. last time. Um, but initially, she's like, oh, I, I don't know, I don't think so. She says no at first, and then Aaron comes back from recon, and she says, right, yep, the ship is definitely a medical facility, there's five or six hundred on board, and they've agreed to take Ni- Nigel so yeah, they they are who they say they are. You know, yeah, that's okay. no peacekeeper rules or anything. Yep. And so then we see that John is up at command, and Chiana is there as well, and asks if there's been any word from Rigel and Dargo. Yes. And John says, "No, we haven't heard anything from them." And Chiana asks if they're going to go ahead with the plan. Are we really going through with this plan? Your plan? Yeah. To- boarding the command carrier. Yeah, which was at the very end of Fractures, John said, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get on Mm -hmm. the command carrier, we're going to stop Scorpius. And John says that, yeah, we will do that as long as they can make a deal with Scorpius, which is what Rigel and Dargo are going to do. Pardon, what? Yeah, (laughs) so there's some bargaining going on this episode. Also, Chiana is very, like, she's worried about this whole thing and Mm -hmm. nervous and so on. She says, look, Scorpius doesn't deal, you know, he's, he's probably frying... Dargo in the Aurora chair right now, they're frelled. Well Me personally, I agree with Chiana on this one. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this seems like an odd thing to do because you know that Scorpius is willing to do anything and torture people to get information. Yeah. So uh, it's maybe it's a bit of a long shot. But Chiana says, look, okay, it doesn't matter because I'm splitting it. At the next planet we pass, I'm I'm out. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, she's not gonna keep She's not going along with this plan. No, I'm not sticking around for this, because this is crazy. This is suicide. Mm-hmm. But then, as she's just walking away out of command, she's suddenly, whoa, 
She has a <gasps> premonition, a vision. I see with cheese. Wait, no. Um, no, she sees uh, peacekeepers. Yeah, she sees peacekeepers. There's peacekeepers coming. I, I can see them. I've had a vision, and then we just we actually then cut away to mm -hmm. Rigel and Dargo, and there's an establishing shot of this really run-down-looking planet diner place. <laughs> it it looks like a really crappy neighborhood. It reminded me of a, a bit of one of those roadside diners you always see in American movies. It's yeah. like Route 66, somewhere in the middle of the desert, there's one diner. Yeah, but it's really worn down. It's like, you know, it's completely broken down and uh, you know, garbage everywhere. But um, Dargo and Rigel are inside eating, and they're just sat there waiting. It's like, you think he's going to show up? You know, where is he? Where, where... He'll be here. He'll be here. Because they're waiting for, of course, Scorpius to come in. And Dargo is, of course, expecting a double cross. You know, yes. He's like, this is... Okay, obviously he's going to try and, you know, kill us. We shouldn't trust him. Dargo's being the reasonable one. Yeah, right. Rigel figures that Scorpius will deal. Rigel is like, no, I think we've got, you know, some good bargaining chips to go with. Okay, I don't know which, but fine. We'll find out. And so then through the door, first of all, we see Braca comes in. And he's looking around, and of course they're pleased to see him. It's like, oh, Lieutenant, how are you? Yeah, of course it's Braca. So are you alone, unarmed? Yes. And yeah, because Braca comes in and has a look around, and then Scorpius comes in. And then once they're sure that Dargo and Rigel are unarmed, because they say that was part of the agreement, yep. like, mm -hmm. oh, good. And okay, then troops good. just come in, because I yep. like, immediately saw that one coming. <laughs> like, like, yep, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Double cross right out of the gate. So you're unarmed, right? You don't have any weapons, right? And, of course, Scorpius just puts a load of troops in. You have to be really <laughs> stupid to think he wouldn't do that. It's like... Of course he did that. <laughs> in that way, the peacekeepers are like the Scarons. They, you can only negotiate with them from a position of power. They yeah. do not have that. Well, yeah, they certainly don't just sitting there in the diner with no guns. No. And that's the thing about Scorpius is, like, he's prepared to just do whatever it takes, even if that means, you know, he has to, he's lying to them and whatever. Sure, that's, he does it as a matter of course. Yeah. And so Dargo is right to expect that sort of thing. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah, Dargo starts fighting with a few of them, and, and they manage to subdue him, put a gun to Rigel's head. Scorpius is like, execute them. Yeah. Get, get ready to execute them. Yeah, and that's when we have the title cut, because, of course, mm -hmm. you know, big dramatic cliffhanger. And then when we come back from the titles... Rigel, I love Rigel now in this bit. Oh, yeah, actually, Rigel does a lot of great work in this uh, situation, because we mm -hmm. come in, and Braca is asking, where's... Okay, where's your rescue squad? Where's Eren's son? Yeah, where are the rest of them? And so they're not here. And Rigel still... Rigel might have a gun he's to his head. still eating. But he's still eating, yeah. <laughs> of yeah, course it's he like, is. tell us now or we'll shoot you. And Rigel's like, let me at least finish this ball and then please aim for the head and don't miss. And if you're quite finished with your games, maybe we can get on with what we came here to do. Yeah. <laughs> and Scorpius <laughs> responds like, I needed to be sure that you'd come alone. And he, yeah, he smiles and then he orders his men to stand down. Yes, and... Dargo, being the good sport, gives half of these men the Luxon fist hello. Yeah, he punches. He starts out, they, they all lower their weapons, and he's like, hmm. Goes over to one of them, knocks one out. Yeah, it's like, yes, okay. well, was that really necessary? <laughs> we were totally here to negotiate. Yeah, <laughs> he does it a couple times. And then Scorpius says, like, if you do that again, then you won't make it back. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, like, I like what Scorpius says, because he says, 
If you punch out one more soldier, there won't be anybody left to carry these three back to the ship. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you're going to have to carry them. You want to do that? No. <laughs> and so Rigel says, okay, we're here to talk. And Scorpius seems to be listening. But Dargo says, okay, if we're going to have this conversation, we want no comms. Just you and Braca. No yeah. comms. So he takes the comms off, stamps on them. And Scorpius sends his troops back to his ship. So apparently Scorpius does want to negotiate. Yeah, he's willing to hear them out, I guess. I mean, I guess I guess Scorpius is prepared to do anything for well, the mission, even if it includes meeting up with two aliens in a shifty diner. Well, that's the thing. Is, I know he sent the troops back to the ship, but he still has his ship nearby and all those troops are still there. They're just a bit further away. So he is still in a position of power. That is true. I mean, they took out the comms, but... And Dargo could, in theory, snap... Oh, no, actually, I keep forgetting Scorpius is pretty powerful. Yeah, Scorpius knows what he's doing. You know, it's a calculated risk, but he's not completely defenseless. He can he can look after himself. Yep. So he's prepared to hear them out. He's secure enough in his yeah, position. Yeah, and that's the other thing about Scorpius, is that he will play every angle to get what he mm-hmm. wants. And so then we go into the kitchen, actually, of this diner. Because there yep. is the cook and the waitress. The cook is called Voody, with a V. Except that throughout the episode, it's pronounced... Like, the waitress, whose name is Esk, and she pronounces it with an F. So it sounds like he's called Foody, the cook, which is really dumb. Yep. That was pretty much just like... I was watching this. It's like... Um, you can do better than that. It's like... Uh, Foody, you can... Uh, hang on, hang on. What did you just, what did you just call did you call him Foody, the cook? The cook. Yeah, you, you called the cook foodie. What is what's what? the waitress's last name? Tray table. I mean, what, <laughs> what is this? Waity tray table. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're sort of really worried about what's going on because like there's peacekeepers here. Oh, this isn't good. And oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh no, we're in. Oh, this this can't be a good thing. We're in trouble. And the waitress is mostly just like, calm down, calm down. Just cook the best you can. No, we need to get them out of here. No, just <laughs> fine. Just cook the best you can. I can't cook. Yes, you can, foodie. You can stop using that. Stop name. calling him that. <laughs> well, he used to be a great cook. Because she says, like, if we make the peacekeepers the best food that we can, then maybe we'll get a supply contract. And he's just like, are you insane? <laughs> 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 you really think that's going to happen? Yes, they're going to do a supply contract with a shifty diner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, dream big, but <laughs> also uh... you. You make a lot of assumptions about the quality of food out of the command carrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've seen the command carrier. Shit. We've seen command carriers dining before, and it seems pretty good if you're a captain. But I was going to say, most of those troops... Maybe not so much. Peacekeepers are not known for their um, taking care of their own troops. Not really, no. Anyway, that's the situation down on that planet with the, with the bar at the moment. So we cut back up to uh, Moya and Talon. And Jewel is actually running down to the hangar, uh, calling yep. out for Nigel, because she's changed her mind. She wants to go. Uh, but Chiana's like, well, no, he just left. But Also, wait, wait, hang on. Why do you have a bag? Yeah. And Jewel says, look, I've got nothing against the peacekeepers. I was never a prisoner. You guys can go do whatever. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm out. And Chiana's like, no, 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 you can't leave. I, I saw myself mourning for you. And Jill doesn't believe that. No, she's like, I, first of all, you can't see anything. Second of all, I don't care. I'm going. And Chiana just knocks her the frill out. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Just right in the face and just, ah! And so she stops her from leaving. <laughs> okay, sure. 
This is interesting, though, because this is Chiana actually... She's tried this before where she's had a premonition of something happening and mm -hmm. tried to stop it. In the last episode, she tried to stop Hubero from leaving and getting shot. Yes. But in this one, she's just, okay, trying to stop Jewel from leaving. How about I knock her out? That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not going to negotiate with her. Bam! There. Problem yeah. solved. She's not going to die. <laughs> So we then cut back to the diner again, and uh, Scorpius is making sure he knows what the deal, what the terms are. So he's like, "Let me, let me, let me make, let me make sure I have this right. You want to be transported onto my command carrier with full amnesty and relocation to your home planets where you can be free citizens, and in return, John Crichton will help with the wormhole research." I mean, good demands. Actually, it's like aim high because they know that. Scorpius wants this. Yeah, but he's he's just like, okay, hang on. You want to just full access to my carrier, amnesty, relocation. <laughs> yeah. And he says, like, why would John help me? That's the thing. He's a little bit unsure of this. I mean, he's he's negotiated with a, I guess, a memory echo or something yeah. of John, and that one to basically told him to frell himself. Uh, but Rigel explains that, well, because Rigel says, yeah, no, John will help you, and Scorpius asks what prompted this. And Rigel and Dargo both explain that uh, the alliance between the Charids and the Scarens. Yeah, are you aware of this? And mm -hmm. he's like, yes, I know the political situation. And they kind of recap the events of Infinite Possibilities, say that the Charids are aligned with the Scarens, the Scarens have made a start on wormhole technology with the Charids' help. Yeah. And we stopped them, or we set them back, but they still, they're still working on it, and they're trying to get wormholes... And Crichton would rather you had it than them. Convincing. It, yeah, that's sort of what Scorpius was trying to explain to the neural clone of John in mm -hmm. uh, Incubator. But having now seen it firsthand, I suppose it makes more sense. But remember, this is a bluff, because really yes. they want to get on board to mess things up. Yes, they are lying through their teeth, but they chose a very convincing lie. And especially the fact that they demand full amnesty and everything, and like, going back home also means that they're really negotiating hardball on this. Like, no, you, you want this so much, we want freedom and everything, yep. which makes the bluff even more convincing. Because yeah, if they'd be like, no, we just want to help you out of the goodness of our heart. No, you'd never believe <laughs> no, that. They want something in return. Yeah. And also, it's unintentional, but it's a good thing that they, basically the argument that, that Rigel and Dargo are giving Scorpius is the same argument that Scorpius was trying to give Neural Clone of John. Yeah. It's the position that Scorpius agrees with, that out of the two of them, the Peacekeepers should have wormhole technology, but not the Scarens, because mm -hmm. the Peacekeepers are the lesser of two evils. Also, Scorpius really wants revenge on the Scarens. Yeah, also that. So that kind of plays into what Scorpius believes, although unintentionally, but that's why he's listening to them. Yep. So, so far, so good. This seems to be going okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, there's some more arguing with uh, the cook and the waitress. And honestly, I don't care. <laughs> no. I just don't. Aside from a few good scenes with the waitress at the end, they're the least interesting part of this entire episode. Yeah, well, there, there's a few other candidates for that. We'll, we'll get yeah, to that yeah, later. agreed, agreed. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll get to that. So, we go back again to Moyer and Talon. And Pilot uh, comes over the comms to say, hey, wait, there are peacekeepers approaching. There's a marauder and some prowlers and we need to... And Janna's like, see, see, told you. Dargo and uh, Bryger are probably dead and now they're coming for us. He's like, okay, first of all, jumping to conclusions. Yes. 
<laughs> but but fair. And John is immediately like, Pilot, give us Starburst right now. But Pilot says, well, we can't because we're right next to the medical facility ship. We need to move out of the way. Mm-hmm. Also, just it's <laughs> it's a recurring thing for them to be like, Pilot, Starburst. And Pilot being like, no, we can't because of this reason. <laughs> because Starburst is basically like, get out of jail. For, it's just like, we'll just nope out of here. Yeah, and so ju- if they keep putting in reasons why they can't. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, to be fair, Starburst does look very violent. You probably don't want to rip a part of medical shit. No, but it's just like, it's like several episodes, it's been like, no, Starburst is recharging. Uh, we not we haven't met up with Talon yet. Uh, there's this thing in the way. There's this we, ship. We, we, <laughs> we can't Starburst because of X. Yeah, basically, it's a bit like that. And that, that made me just grown a little bit but yeah you know, I mean it's fine. to be fair the fact that we only started groaning about this at the end of season three yeah that's okay that's fine <laughs> good track record yeah that's not bad anyway so that's just a minor thing so the peacekeepers are coming in on attack and so they can't starburst away so Crace gets talent to power up his main gun and target them only a main gun and wait yeah it's like re- fire remain calm he says to yeah. Talon. and then at some point they're like they're targeting us and then like, okay, we don't have any other choice. Talon, aim, and fire. So yeah, Talon takes a shot at the peacekeepers, blows them up, easily destroys them. Okay, and, good. Uh, medical ship is like, okay, thank you. Uh, we're going to get out of here because we don't want to wait around for the next patrol to show up. And you guys probably want to starburst. So yep, peace out. <laughs> we're out. Goodbye. See you later. And so the medical ship goes to move away, except Talon turns his gun around. Yeah, and Crace panics. Like, Talon, stop. No. No. Talon, that... They do not form a threat. No, they're not a threat. Power down your cannon. Power down. Talon, listen to me. And Talon is not listening. Crace is just panicking more and more and getting more freaked out. Because Talon's not responding to his commands. And Talon turns his gun on the medical ship. And he fires. Yep. And the medical ship is blown up. And everybody's like... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, that's really bad. And Jewel yes. just goes up to Chris and just smacks him and just says, like, this is your fault. 600 people are dead. You could yeah, have stopped just, him. Talon acted on his own. I couldn't do anything. It's like, you could have done something. And she's really upset about that. Yeah, and she turns to Chiana. It's like, you knew. And Chiana just says, no, no, I, I only saw myself mourning for you. I didn't know that this she, would happen. I only saw myself mourning. I, th- I thought it was for you. It's like, she's probably still mourning right now. 600 other people and they're like let's get out of here let's not stick around there's probably more peacekeepers but moya's not moving no because talon's completely shut down after that and moya's like i'm not going anywhere without my son i'm not leaving him behind because talon is not responding to anything Mm -hmm. so whoa okay something is clearly very wrong with talon i mean he's been aggressive before yeah at points where he shouldn't have been but yeah, but blowing up a defenseless medical ship of 600 yes. people that was not posing a threat is a big difference. He know. shot. Uh, he presumably shot once before, which was during that weapons deal where they were trying to replace his main cannon. Right, I remember that, yeah. Like, he's yeah. he's been aggressive, but, but this is just a defenseless, harmless yeah, the, ship. A di- completely different target. Yeah, something, yeah, something is very wrong with Talon. Mm-hmm. So then we cut back to the diner. These are our two threads. You know, we've got the diner and Moya and Talon at the moment. And so uh, we're down on, we're back on the diner. And Scorpius has listened to uh, the terms from mm-hmm. Rigel and Dargo. 
And he agrees. He says, yes, this seems acceptable. And uh, Rigel brings up something I am glad they did bring up. Because he says, well, Scorpius, we um, need some sort of reassurance and something prettier than just nice words. Mm, and Scorpius is like, of course. And he brings Baraka over. Like, there are minor details I'd like to correct oh, go, here. Go what on, he go says, Baraka is standing there, hands behind his back, and, he, and Scorpius looks at them. Baraka, and Baraka just puts two armbands on the table. And the only question I had was, has Baraka been holding those this entire <laughs> the time? The entire time, yeah. Because there's no looking for a bag, there's nothing, <laughs> he's not doing anything, he's just, hands come to the front and he has them right on the table, I'm like, hang on, wait, wait a second. A like, did he have, I think he had his hands behind his back when he walked in, so maybe he's been holding them behind him the whole time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was doing something with his hands at some oh, point. Oh, maybe, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I'm still like, weird. hang on. Where did you get those, where did you pull those from? Oh, never mind. But Scorpius explains what they are, and they are, so this is where the title of the episode comes from, they are Iyench bracelets. Oh, I didn't hear the name. Yeah, that's why I said pay attention, man. I thought they were Ident bracelets. No, I, the Iyench bracelet. And so Scorpius tells Braca to put one on, mm-hmm. so Braca puts one on, and tells Dargo to put the other one on. And Dargo rightly asks, what does it do? I mean, by convincing from Rigel, Dargo does put it on. I, I'd have been like, no, explain it first. <laughs> so, I don't want to put a death collar on. <laughs> so Dargo puts it on, and then Scorpius orders Braca to uh, just bow down in front of Rigel so that his head is level with Rigel. Yeah. And then he says to Rigel, it's like, attack him. <laughs> and Rigel's like, I have no quarrel with the lieutenant. Scorpius just says, no, I insist. Just humor me. And so Rigel headbutts Braca, and yeah. both Braca and Dargo fall to the floor in pain. Yeah. It, <laughs> I love that they, he headbutts him, oh, yeah. Braca goes back like, oh! Dargo does the same thing, they both turn around and hit their head on the wall <laughs> at <laughs> yeah, the then, same time, in sync. And they both fall oh. down. Do you see the confusion like... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I love that synchronous headbutting. Mm. And so Scorpius explains what they are, and basically what they do is they synchronize nerve impulses between the two wearers. Mm-hmm. So anything one person feels, the other one also feels. And Rigel says, well, if one of them is killed, and, well, both of them die then. <laughs> there's your reassurance, there's your security. Yeah, Scorpius says, Crichton will wear one, and my second in command will wear the other. <laughs> And Rachel and Dark are both like, no, you yeah, wear it. You'd kill Brock in a heartbeat to get to John. <laughs> this is like a brief shot of Brock where he's like, hmm? <laughs> but we know it's true. <laughs> like, sorry, Brock, but you are expendable. Yeah, like as far as Scorpius is concerned, anyone is expendable. Uh-huh. Even I mean, second I, in commands. I believe Scorpius trying to find another way, but if it's his only option, he'd gladly do it. Oh, definitely. And so... He has two other equal, equal or only slightly harder opportunities, he'd use those probably. But. Yeah. And so Rigel says, okay, no, it will be you and John wearing them. And Scorpius is not happy with that. No, he basically says, fine, then, then we don't have a deal. But Rigel explains, saying, the only way that we'll trust you is if we can control you. Of course, Scorpius says unacceptable, and Rigel says no deal. And so things are starting to break down here. And, and we'll, then... And then a third plot thread just crashes into this one. <laughs> because two idiots decide to rob this place. Because <laughs> they kick in the door, and these are blue aliens, yeah, not 
sound blue. No, they they've got blue skin, purple eyes, they've got hair, and but they also have like large ears, and they make basically they make monkey now noises. Yeah, they're like blue monkeys. <laughs> what I had. Yeah, <laughs> and they're and I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but they're really stupid. Yes, <laughs> they are morons. They're so, complete idiots. Yeah, and so they bust in and like this is a robbery. We're robbing this place. And I'm like, ah, there we go. That's the last piece of the puzzle we needed for this episode. Yeah, so they come in and start shooting guns blazing and they shoot at Scorpius and Baraka and busting in like, this is a robbery. Everybody get down. Yeah, and so one of them holds down Scorpius and the rest uh, in the front and then the other goes to find the waitress and the cook in the back and they say, we want to take everything from here and we want to take everything from you and we're robbing this place. And I like how they say, like, give us all your valuables. And Rigel's like, I don't have anything. There's a shot of both Braca and Scorpius looking over at him. It's like, what? Hang <laughs> <laughs> hey on, that's, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, and then one of the uh, one of the aliens notices that, he's like, wait, those two, those are peacekeepers. And He didn't say that we're going to be peacekeepers. And they are, where are your troops? And Scorpius says, well, I have none. And no comms because the Luxon destroyed them. Yeah, basically they don't believe him. He yeah. explains a little bit. Eventually they believe that he's alone. And so they, they say to uh, the waitress and the cook, like, get in the back, cook us some food. But as, as they're doing this, Braca sees that they've let the guard down. So he goes in mm-hmm. to attack, but he gets shot in the knee. In the leg. Yeah, and Dargo collapses in pain as well. Like, ah! And the sh- aliens... and. Then they kick, I think, Braca on the foot, and Dargo responds as well. And it's like, what? What's going on? What's going on here? What's going on? It's okay. a very long story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Here's another sp- spanner in the works of this other plot. I mean, there had to be an extra spanner in the works on this one. I guess. Okay. Well, th- this part, at least this thing of we're going to rob this place, this, this first scene is not so bad. So we go back to Talon and Moya, and Kreis says Talon is still shut down. He's in shock, but he's expressed remorse for his mistake. But Jewel says, no, like, okay, this is more than a mistake. Yeah, 600 souls is more than a mistake. And Kreis thinks that, okay, no, we have to be careful. We have to, we have to do something because this could happen again. Which It's yeah. extreme paranoia and fear, is what he says, caused Talon to do this. And I'm also reminded of the fact that he has been partially lobotomized by um, Aaron's mum. Right, before. yeah. There was all of that damage. Um, mm-hmm. we also so I'm did... assuming that's this is fallout of that. Yeah, I mean, they grafted part of Crace's personality into Talon to try and fix that. Mm-hmm. But who who's to say if it worked or not? I mean... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it hasn't, clearly. No, there's still some lasting effects. And... Kreis says, okay, Talon is a danger to himself as well as us. We need to do something. Yeah, we need to take off all his mechanical parts, I think? Yeah, he says... Yeah, turn off all his mechanical systems. And as he says that, uh, Moya sort of shakes. Yeah, the ship shakes. And Pilot calms her down and says, Moya, relax, we're just discussing options. Nobody's going to do anything to Talon yet. We're just trying to figure out what to do. I like that, down. that Moya is part of the conversation by shaking. Yeah, and Kreis goes on and says, we wouldn't be killing him. His biologics would remain in stasis, mm-hmm. and we would take him somewhere where we could repair him. 
yeah, where we could basically repair the personality defects. Yeah, and come back with and, a full system replacement. Yeah, and again, Moya does not like what she's hearing. Yeah, and Aaron asks, if we do this, will he still be Talon when he comes back? And Chris says, no, he'll be different, new, brand new. Basically, it's a factory reset. In a way, yeah. Um, but we have to do something. He can't go on like this. And we can't kill him either. No, they're not prepared to do that. And Moya is still upset about this and shaking back and forth. But they, they have to do something. Mm-hmm. So we go back again to the diner. And Rigel is talking to the uh, blue aliens who've held them up. And Yeah, and I can't remember. At some point they actually hit the cook while Scorpius was talking to them. It's like Scorpius is like, you made it bad decision i am do not have anyone but if you so much as harm me my peacekeeper soldiers will eventually find you and kill you and then he just slaps the cook and i'm like why the cook we find out in this scene yeah because rigel says to the aliens like okay think bigger than a robbery here we've got these two peacekeepers right and this guy scorpius like he's higher than a commander no insignia they'll pay anything to get them back ransom the peacekeepers and says, your robbery doesn't seem to be going as well as you planned. And uh, the alien's like, ah, shut up, shut up, or I'll burn you with the building as well. <laughs> and Rigel's like, hang on, just a moment ago, this was a robbery. I think burning something down doesn't really accomplish robbing the place. And he says, but and you said that he never told you that there'd be peacekeepers here. This isn't a robbery, this is an insurance job. Like, Rigel's figured out, like, what's going on here. Yeah, Detective Rigel. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rigel's a crafty bugger, so he knows... It's probably what he'd do. Yeah, exactly. And so the cook and the waitress come out from the kitchen, and the alien goes over to uh, His Voody. partner was also in the kitchen with um, the... Voody. <laughs> Voody. They, they go over and say, look, the, the small one, he knows... He knows that we're going to burn this place down. And the cook flips. Foodie flips. Like, what? What do you tell him? Nothing. He figured it out for himself. Yeah. He guessed. No, he didn't guess, you idiot, but whatever. And so then, es- you know, she finds out as well. And she's arguing with Foodie about this and says, why, why are you doing this? Why would you burn it down? It's like, because I hate this place. We want to burn it down and start over. And We don't have a life here. I want to, I want to start over. And, and I the way s- it's just pretty much like, but I, I love this place. <laughs> I, I just don't care about these two. I no. really don't. No. Because there's nothing compelling about either of them. And To be fair, to be fair, Foodie I can't stand. The no. waitress, I'm Wait, like... Waitress is fine as a character, but... Yeah, she's like, she's being dragged into this, and she's like, hang on, no. It's just like to cook and stay under the radar and just... <sighs> I think it's also because, you know, when he says, like, I could build a better life for the two of us here. Yeah, no, we've else. heard that one a thousand times before. Yeah, also, it's just that we are introduced to two sets of characters in quick succession, like the waitress and the cook and the two robbers. Mm-hmm. And we're expected to, or at least partially expected to care about either of them. And it's it's a little bit too much piling on on top of each other. I feel like there's a, a few too many extra characters who have their own uh, threads going here. Yeah, I could see that. I'm tr- I think it just, I, maybe not it's too many, but it's just, it made these parts of the episode a mess where mm. you're like, sorry, okay, no way. Okay, they're burning the place down and right, because this guy wants to burn it down 
to get somewhere else. Sorry, wait, hang on, slow down. They're, also, they're talking really quickly, and the two blue aliens, the way they speak is actually kind of hard to understand. Yeah. And so it's really a bit of a jumbled mess when they're explaining their backstory. Mm-hmm. And we were just they were just sitting there, Rigel and Scorpius and Dargo and Braca, they were just sitting there having this discussion, and then all of this just comes crashing into it out of nowhere, and it's like... I like where it brings their story, but I, yeah... I can, yeah, like, I can see your problem. I, I like what it forces uh, Rigel and Scorpius... It forces the rest of them to basically work together. I like that. Yeah. But don't expect me to care about the rest of those characters. No. Like that, I get that. That's the problem I have with this bit. It's like, I don't care that this place is being burned down for an insurance scam. <laughs> like, sure, whatever. That's not why we're interested in this episode. We want to find out what happens with Braca, Scorpius, and Rigel and Dargo. Mm-hmm. So, if they just come in and it's like we're robbing this place and had kept it more simple and made it like a hostage situation, then that would have been fine. This is just like though there's these other layers that are getting in the way, and mm-hmm. I don't really care yeah, about. That makes sense. That was my problem with these parts of the episode because that's the other thing is like we have our two plot threads. We have Moya and Talon and the diner and this is basically another set of plot threads put into that one you know yeah because it's and also the two plot threads have nothing to do with each other yeah so you've got a plot and b plot which we said before is fine you know and that can work but there's put it's trying to put too much extra stuff in this side of things which Mm. i think is actually the a plot because there's there are more there's more going on here Possibly, yeah, I don't know. There's a more even split, but it's trying to put too much extra information and stuff into this side when we're already having to split our attention between yeah, two, that's probably two fair. threads. I see what you mean. Yeah, so I was, I just, I just checked out of those the story mm. of the cook and I, 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 those guys. I liked following it, but it was incredibly formulaic. Yeah, it was formulaic, and it doesn't actually add to anything else. It's its own little thread going through it. Mm. And so it doesn't it doesn't really affect how the rest of the story pans out. Anyway, so the one of the Blue Aliens explains what Rigel suggested, which is to take Scorpius uh, hostage and uh, try and ransom him back to the Peacekeepers. But then, Pe- but then Scorpius says, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Yeah. <laughs> Because, pretty much, what do you think is going to happen when you calm them? They're going to come in here and they're going to kill you before you even notice it. Yeah, so we go back up again now to Talon and Moya, and Talon does not want to let Krace on board. No. He's, and, and Moya is still refusing to move, and everyone is you know around trying to figure out what to do. And Eren asks John and says, what do you, what do you think we should do? Yeah, and I like that John responds with, like, you're asking me? Because, like, they were talking across from each other and to other people, and this is really the first time, I think, in this episode where she's asked him anything. Mm-hmm. And she says, look, okay, we can still work together. We've always done that well. And John responds, like, okay, the only person Talon would listen to is Moya. Hmm. And somebody needs to explain to Moya that we wouldn't want to do any harm to Talon unless we had to. Yeah. And I think that should be you. And also important that the two of them don't really look at each other while they're having nope. this conversation. So they're, they're talking, but they're still not... Well, they're not looking at each other in the eyes. They're 
they're still not completely there. It's an uneasy friendship, as yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah, but yeah, Aaron needs to go talk to Moya to convince her to talk to mm-hmm. Talon. So Aaron goes to Pilot's den and is sat up on the console and asks Pilot, like, could I speak to Moya? We all care for Talon. I want to, I want to help. Pilot asks Moya and Moya agrees to let Aaron talk to her. And so what Aaron says is like, Talon's been our home. He's saved our lives more than once. He, we've shared our best times and our worst times with him. Best and, line in that whole yeah, speech, by the way. It's really good. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah, like it all was, the time with John and the time after John. Mm-hmm. And she says, we would never harm Talon, but Crace is right. We have to shut him down. We will all work to bring him back as he was. It's the only way we can save him. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, we don't really know what Moya's response is because we, we cut away. Mm-hmm. And so we cut away back to the diner. And so actually the blue aliens, there's one with gray hair, there's one with black hair, whatever. But mm-hmm. one of them thinks that he knows what the peacekeepers will do. And okay, well, no, we know what your plan will be. We know what to do. We can hand you over. But Scorpius says, no, no, you have a far greater source of wealth right here than me. Mm-hmm. May I present Rigel Sixteenth, Dominar of Hyneria, heir to thousands of planets and all the wealth within, and you would get a much bigger ransom for him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. <laughs> not, even an, not even an exaggeration. That's what no, they sound like. No, you're not like. exaggerating. That's exactly that's what God, they sounded like, like. Sometimes that's annoying because... It makes them hard to understand, and it makes them stupid. As yeah, they're well. really, really, really dumb. Really, <laughs> really, 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 really dumb. Also, with Scorpius saying that, I'm like, hang on, Scorpius must know Rigel's worthless. Yeah, but they don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, these guys are really dumb. <laughs> true. Very true. And so we, that's a just a quick cutaway, and we cut back up again. Like, there's a few like quick cuts back and forth here because. Mm-hmm. We go back up oh, to Moya. By the way, all this time, Dargo is punching Braca to stay awake because he right. can't have Braca fall asleep and die. Yeah, right, because Braca got hurt really badly, like he's bleeding out almost. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's affecting Dargo. You know, punches him to stay awake, which then, of course, hurts him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ah, god damn it. So we cut back up to Moya again. Pilot says that Talon has agreed to allow Kreis on board. Uh, he's mm-hmm. listened to Moya, so... Okay, well, let's go do that. And so they get ready to go board Talon, except then Talon wakes up, points his gun at Moya. And everybody's like, no, no, Talon, no, no. Talon, no, and Crace is trying to get him to stop, calm down. Like, Talon, no, stop, don't shoot. And Talon shoots Moya. A few shots. A few shots at command. So there's sparks flying everywhere, you know, explosions. The defense screen, which is still there. It's still there. Sparks. Yeah, and so Talon is really not in a good way right now. He just shot his own mother, and we know how much of a bond the two of them have. Yeah, that's not something he'd do. No. So, whew, the hell. Okay, we need, Talon really needs help. And, of yeah. course, then we cut back down again to the diner. And so Dargo's trying to keep Braca awake again, and Rigel says, okay, we need Braca needs water. But the aliens are like, well, the blue guys are like, we only care about you. Don't care. And the gray-haired one is drinking a cup of water. And Rigel is insisting. He's like, no, Braca needs water to stay alive. If he dies, then the Luxon dies as well. And the gray-haired guy just, he pours out the rest of his glass of water. Mm -hmm. Like, don't care. Only care about you. 
And Rigel's like, imbecile. <laughs> and they are. And so the aliens call through to the kitchen. It's like, we want more food and water. As this shot ends, Rigel's sitting next to Scorpius. And it's like... And <laughs> I love Scorpius. is just... <sighs> no, no, no. Scorpius Reaction. says in a high-pitched voice, well, yeah. your bravery is quite convincing. <laughs> Rigel says, I think they bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love those two. I love Scorpius and Rigel interacting. It's good. So Esk and Rudy, the waitress and the cook, are arguing some more in the kitchen. And, you know, yeah. she's unhappy. He wants to start over. That's what this was all about. And she's like, but I, but no, you can't do that. And whatever. <laughs> I want a good life for you. I'm going to leave this all behind. You deserve better. Mm. Yeah. Shebang. It's like you were saying earlier. It's very formulaic and yeah. not very interesting. And it's two people we've literally just met and have spent mm -hmm. very little time with. And it's getting in yep. the way of everything else. It's, it's taking time away from this plot, which is already only half the episode because of everything else with Dan and Moya. And so then the blue aliens are saying that, look, we should just oh, just burn the place down anyway. If we do the hostage plan, someone will end up dead. Yeah, and the other blue, the older blue, uh, the gray-haired blue aliens, like, no, have you looked at the mirror lately? Yeah, we're not getting any younger. Like, take this opportunity that's been handed to us. Um, and we see Scorpius and Rigel. And Scorpius says to Rigel, like, well, okay, we only have a limited amount of time before they realize that you're not worth anything. <laughs> that no one and will pay Rigel's for you. Rigel's like, well, but who suggested that to them, huh? Yeah, whose idea was that? But basically Scorpius was buying some time. Yeah, because Scorpius is like, if, if my soldiers come in, one of us is going to get killed, at least, in the crossfire. Yeah. So Scorpius says, okay, we'll do this ourselves, if you're up to it. And so he tells Rigel the combination to unlock Barker's bracelet. So they're going to try and get themselves out of this. Yeah, because if they can unleash well, they Dargo can... from yeah. Braca, Dargo can probably take these guys quite easily, especially with help from Scorpius. Yeah, then they stand a much better chance. So we go back up again to Moy. It's like, it's what I mean, there's a lot of quick back and forth here and mm -hmm. a lot of and in the plot with the diner there's a lot of confusing dialogue from the aliens because they're hard to understand there's this other side plot with the waitress and the cook and it's just okay slow down <laughs> i'm getting the impression you didn't like this episode that much no I, I i didn't mind this episode but there were parts of it where i was just like no could you stop slow down please i i just have written down in my notes that this part these parts were a bit of a mess yeah they could have been streamlined much better. And the way that they chose to play the blue aliens, their voice is really annoying. Yeah, especially because they have mouthpieces in. It's like Yeah, and they make it makes them hard to understand and mm -hmm. they're just frantic and it's it's a bit too much. Yeah, for me. that makes sense. I I could see that. That's the problem is that all the stuff with Rigel and Dargo and Scorpius like trying to work together to get out of a hostage situation is really good. And I like all of that stuff, and they're negotiating, and they're trying to work together. But the rest of it is just I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not interested in that. That's much, but we'll get to that in the end. We'll talk about this at the end. Anyway, we cut back up again, like again, go back up to Moya quickly, and Jewel and Chiana are cleaning up in command from the damage from yeah. Talon's gun. Like wires running everywhere. Mm. I like Giada. It's like, don't worry, princess. I bet he didn't do it on purpose. He was probably aiming for you. <laughs> 
And so John, Aaron, and Kreis are flying over to Tallinn to try and convince him to let them dock. So they're mm-hmm. in a transport pod, and they're so, and they're saying we're the only ones who can help you. We you need to let us on board. You, you're not well. Eventually, one of the docking bays open, and they go inside. So again, we go back down to the planet, and uh, the aliens are describing their plans for the ransom. And it's like, okay, we'll take this and we'll, you know, we'll ransom off Rigel, send off a transmission. Rigel basically starts poking holes in their plan. It's like, how are you planning on outrunning their marauders? Like, well, ask for a fast ship. You'll be dead before that even happens. You you need a different plan, and the alien is basically going like, "Why so difficult? Ah, ah, why so difficult? Why is this more problems?" But what Rigel says is, "We could take our, we could take my ship. It's fast, but mm. only Dargo can fly it. But of course, because they came there in Dargo's special Luxon ship, mm-hmm. <laughs> and only Luxons can fly that. Yeah, it's, and Dargo's like, yeah, he's right, coded to DNA. And uh, the waitress brings out some more food." It's like, look, I made made the food you wanted, and Dalian just throw it down. It's like, no, not good enough. And the cook is like, trying to get the two of the two blue aliens to leave. Because I think they start harassing the waitress. Yeah, and she's like, bring me this better. This one's cold. I want that. And they bring uh, me something I can actually eat. And the cook comes out. It's like, no, leave her alone. Like, just get he out of here. Leave. Throws a can at them and grabs a knife and is like, no, I want you out. Go away. Out. And they actually, they start attacking him and they kill him. Yeah, because he, eventually he get, they get, he gets so mad that he charges them and they just shoot him. And like, yeah, saw that one coming a mile away. Yeah, and in the, in the uh, excitement, Rigel has sort of snuck over to Braca, trying to whisper the code to him to unlock the cuff. Or actually trying to unlock the cuff himself. But then he does say, he's like, push in the two lights, three, yeah, because- one... Because the aliens see him and like, eh, 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 away, and then Rigel coughs, and while he coughs, he tells Dargo <laughs> the code. It's like, <coughs> one, three, four, <coughs> yeah. yeah, and also, um, because Rudy's been shot, the cook's been shot, there's a scene where um, Esk is kneeling over him. It's like, no, no, you can't die. And he's like, no, I just, I wanted a better life. And yeah. I just, fine, whatever, <laughs> okay don't care <laughs> from this point on est actually gets interesting yeah th- this from now on she's actually much better in the context of this yeah uh stuff because she's pissed off now she's like she's done yeah for all part part of her is like for all i care you can just shoot me now i don't care anymore yeah you kill the man i loved frell it and then meanwhile back aboard uh talon john aaron and Crace have arrived and they go into talon's command uh, area and like Talon, we're here to help you. And he pu- points the internal guns at him, uh, mm-hmm. at them. And Aaron steps up and is like, "Talon, calm down. We know you didn't mean to hurt anyone. But yeah, you killed innocent people. You shot your own mother. You wouldn't do that if you were well. You're not okay. No, you're sick. And I think you know that because you let us on board. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it also means that you won't hurt us. Let us help you, Talon. You'll be reborn." Be a fresh can, start. Can, yeah, we can fix you. Also, there's maybe... I don't know if I'm reading a little bit too much into that, but the way she says you'll be reborn, it'll be a fresh start, there's a mm-hmm. little bit more emotion in her voice, and I feel like that's relating to what happened to Aaron. Yeah. Because she got broken quite badly by John's death and basically was reborn with a fresh start. Yeah. 
Um, from where she started from season one. Yeah. The cold hard peacekeeper. Yeah, like it's not. Well, it's a very subtle. It's a subtle thing in this scene, but I think I think that's what they were going for. I wouldn't put it past Claudia Black to pull that. Yeah, and I I really appreciate that, and I actually quite like that because. In this episode, you start to see a few little bits of extra emotion come through from Aaron. Very small, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And she says, we can take your pain away. And Talon eventually retracts his guns. So he's prepared to let them do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we cut back down again to the diner. And Dargo and Braca are lying down. Dargo is still punching Braca. Right, yeah, trying to keep him away. Wake up, Al! Wake up, Al! <laughs> yeah. And one of the blue aliens tries to convince the other one. It's like, we should just, we should get out of here. We just leave. This is too dangerous. There's there are too many problems. So this next scene, I love how this opens. Because it's the waitress, Est, sitting beside uh, the bar. And I think the aliens call her and she just, she's drinking from something that has been established. It's alcohol. Yeah. And she just looks over with a look as like, I... I will destroy you if you disturb me in my morning. Because the shot is from up top, so her eyes are a bit deeper, look mm, look a bit more yeah. menacing. I'm like, yes, there we go. There's <laughs> an interesting character. But yeah, they're basically still arguing, like, what should we do? What happens through the argument is that Rigel ends up explaining what was actually going on between the two yeah. uh, parties before they arrived and Rigel says we were meeting with peacekeepers to negotiate up freedom we're escaped prisoners okay yeah and but he's basically like look if you can get me out of here if we take our sh- my ship we can go and i can make you rich and so what the aliens do is they the gray-haired one uh, hands Rigel a gun or like holds his hand with the gun and says to him it's like okay shoot Bra- shoot him and pointing at Braca. like since scorpius is more valuable yeah, shoot this like, guy as a, as a sh- as a sign of trust. And we cut to commercials briefly. And Rigel's bi- once back. Rigel's basically like, "Look, I've explained this to you. Anything that happens to him happens to the Luxon. If I kill the peacekeeper, the Luxon also dies, and we can't fly the ship." The, but he's insistent. The alien, like we've explained several times, he's really, really stupid. Yeah, and so what Rigel says is like, "Hang on." You want me to shoot a peacekeeper to prove my loyalty, my allegiance. Okay, turns his gun towards Scorpius. <laughs> I thought you said he was valuable. That was a micro to go. <laughs> and, and I like that Rigel, That um, Scorpius stands up, walks to the middle of the bar, and it's like, Dominar. And, Scor- and Rigel responds, Butcher. <laughs> and so they, they sort of stare at each other, and Rigel does shoot Scorpius. He shoots him yeah. with the gun which sends Scorpius flying over the bar landing behind it mm-hmm. and we see a shot from the side of him just limp body just sort of lying there oh well that solves one problem <laughs> it's not how I'd expected this but eh, whatever and the aliens are like okay we, we, we should we need to leave we take what we can and go and just get out of here and Esk walks past says to Rigel's like because uh, there was a tray of food yeah, on, the, on we- the bar because what she does is she walks like, yes, no, go ahead, just kill everyone. And while she walks through the bar saying this, she passes Rigel's like there's a knife under the tray. And so there's there may be a way out of this, I guess. So, at least like, something. Yeah, the, this whole thing is really this whole thing. Once the blue aliens turn up, it's a mess. Like it's a it's a mess I, in several ways, but mostly that from their plan going to 
going to hell and everything else happening. I don't like the enemies in this, but I do like how the heroes, quote-unquote, because Scorpius, yeah. have to deal with this and what that does to their yeah, that's, allegiance. That's the thing. I, I like that, but there's so much... The, the rest of it is just... Let's, let's get back to this in the end, because we keep repeating this. Yeah, we keep repeating this. We will. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this at the end. So, cut back again now to Talon, and mm-hmm. uh, John is asking Aaron if she's okay. Yeah, like, if you, you... Like, we, me and Chris can finish this up. It's fine. She's like, no, can do I can do this. Yeah, but you don't have to. But she says, look, thank you for, thank you for offering, basically. Mm-hmm. And Chris comes in and says, we'll do everything we can for Talon. Yeah, because he says to Talon, like, look, I promise you I will do everything I can to bring you back. And Crichton and Aaron will do the same thing as well. And Talon talks back and Chris says, like, no, we, neither me nor Moya blames you. Don't worry. And yeah. again, he talks like, on the contrary, I think you're actually quite brave. Because I'm convinced yeah. that um, Talon says to him, I want you to do it. Yeah, because, and when Talon speaks back, we just hear blooping, like, bloop, 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 yeah. bloop, bloop, but yeah, so Chris walks over to a console, pulls on the switches, and all the lights go out, and Talon is shut down. And Chris is like, he's gone, and he walks through the hallway, just the dark hallway, you see him leave command, hmm. and just turn a corner and walk, and the way he walks, and he talks at the end towards Talon, I'm just thinking, like, Grace has come so far. Yeah. From the angry, revenge filled man that we meet in season one mm. to basically Talon's father. Yeah. Talon yeah. has two parents, and Grace is one of them because he's. Despite what they thought of Grace at the, at the end of two and the start of. Uh, mm. During season two and three, he really did me- mean the best for Talon, and he really cared. And also in that scene where we have that shot of Chris walking out of command with all the lights off, there's no music. It's just very nope. quiet and somber, which I, quiet. I really like that because it sells that Talon is just offline. He's shut down, and it's a sad moment. Because Chris was... When his brother died, the only thing that was keeping Chris going was his revenge. Once that was basically taken from him... Talon became his next driving force, protecting him, taking care of him. And, I mean, that's gone now as well. He's lost his drive again. Yeah, it's it's a bit it's, of a it's, come down, really, isn't it? It's really good, especially acting from Lani Tupu in this, because yeah. I really felt like ho- seeing him talk to Talon right before they shut him down was like, this is the same character that we met at the start of season one. Yeah, and... I can't believe that, but yes, it is. <laughs> well, it's like we've said with many characters. Like, if you go back and look at how they were in season one, it's a complete different thing. But mm-hmm. because we followed them throughout this whole journey, it it feels earned, and we've seen it happen. And or, or really, it's been like those you know those microscopic little changes that you don't notice yeah. how far they've come until you look all the way back. Yep. And so, yeah, there's a, a reinforcing moment for how far Kreis has come, which is. Which is, yeah, it's a really good good scene. So, all right, let's go back down to the diner because we're nearing the end of this episode. And yep. so it's time to wrap things up down there. And so the aliens, they've tried to get Braca up and they want to kill the waitress. Yeah. You know, they're just and like, there's two, we just kill her and take these ones and leave. And the waitress just closes her eyes. And Rigel actually steps in and is like, no, look, I'll give you all the riches you want. Don't kill her. 
and she just go back in the kitchen and prepare something else for us. I'll sort this yeah, because eventually the, the alien lowers the gun and, and Est nods and just leaves. And so Rigel says, uh, just one moment before we leave, I want to get a kill souvenir from Scorpius. <laughs> and the alien is like, you sick prell. <laughs> and so he goes over to Scorpius's body from behind the bar and he says, there's a knife under the thing and Scorpius's eyes open and he's like, no, because first he says, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Scorpius's eyes open and look at him. He's like, how did you know I was wearing body armor? I didn't. <laughs> but spend a hundred and twenty-one years in a uh, peacekeeper prison and you learn a thing or two. <laughs> Scorpius asks, like, what if I hadn't been wearing any armor? Well, that wouldn't have been that bad for me either, would it? <laughs> yeah, and then Rigel tells Scorpius, like, there's a knife under the tray. On the other side of the bar. Do you have anything to contribute? <laughs> you have anything to share with the class, Scorpius? And then Scorpius taps the side of his head and his heat regulator screws out of his brain. And he says, take the silver one. And uh, Rigel removes the silver tube from inside there. So it's a pulse blast, single use. You'll only get one shot. Don't miss. Don't miss, yeah. And also, the moment that Scorpius does oh, opens his heat regulator, Rigel's like... <gasps> Because that's the first time Rigel sees that. <laughs> like, uh, pardon? <laughs> and so Rigel takes the pulse blast and like, and, and the aliens are like, what's taking you so long? It's like, eh, coming, his ears are tougher than I thought. I'll be with you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he pops up from behind the bar. Scorpius still playing dead. And Rigel says, it's like, I've changed my mind. And they're like, what? Why it's so complicated? <laughs> it's like, because I'm, I'm not going with you because you're a bunch of idiots. Ah, why so difficult? Why so difficult? Because you didn't think it through. And it's, I'd rather be dead than deal with the likes of you. You didn't have a plan. Uh, then basically a fight breaks out. Yeah, because as they're distracted, Braca manages to get his armband loose and puts it on the ankle of one of the aliens. who's like, ah! Which means Darko just starts slamming his head against the ground. Yeah, the other which... alien collapses a bit. He's like, oh. Oh, 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 At that point, Scorpius has managed to grab the knife from the from the front of the bar, throws it in the shoulder of the other one. He's like, ah! Starts spinning and shooting. Yeah. Scorpius dies behind the bar again as the as shots go all the way around the bar, and then he's like, ah! And then there's like basically a draw. Yeah. <laughs> between Rigel with his little blaster and the alien bringing up his gun and Rigel just shoots him out of, through the window out of the bar. Yeah, like because it's the guy who's spinning around and he gets gets blasted back through the window. We see a shot from outside of him just crashing through it. Because there's a hell of a kick in that pulse blast. Yep. And so the and the other one is collapsed on the floor because Dargo's still banging his head against the floor yeah. to knock him out. <laughs> Darkus just keeps banging his head, and at some point, Rice is like, Darko, Darko, are you all right? He's like, Ugh. Yeah, I, I have a very um, thick, um, thick skull. skull. If you don't mind, I'm just going to lay down. <laughs> uh, and so Rigel goes over to Scorpius and says, Now, about our deal. <laughs> Scorpius says, Well, now there's a basis of trust between us. Yeah, and he tosses a nut into... Uh, Rigel's mouth. Yeah, he tosses him like a bar peanut, and, and Rigel smiles. Because it's like, no, I think I think Scorpius now trusts them enough to be like, 
Okay, no, you've proven that you're actually prepared to put your life on the line for us a little bit. <laughs> so Dargo and Rigel now return to Moya, and uh, we see them come in on the transport. Or they, they, they come in on the, on the ship. They burn the uh, diner, by the way. Oh, it yeah. Goes up in flames. Eventually, the diner does actually burn down. But Est is probably going somewhere else with all that money. Yeah, she, she's going to burn it down and take the insurance money and go yep. somewhere else. So, okay, sure. So then Dargo and Rigel return to Moya, and Rigel says to John, like, okay, we got everything we wanted. It all worked out. And Jewel is looking at Dargo, who's, you know, he's got a tape around his hand, he's holding his mm -hmm. head. So like, what happened to you? It's like he burned his hand, hit his head. It's like, I don't, it's a long story. I don't want to talk about it. He's fine. I'm okay. <laughs> what happened here? Oh, the usual. Hmm. Cables hanging from the ceiling and... Talon basically outside being I guess comatose? Yeah. But they got there in to the command carrier. They got what they wanted from Scorpius. Yep. And then we go to see Aaron and John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron and John are in command trying to fix up some of the damage. And Aaron, Aaron turns to John and says she has a bad feeling about this. And I'm like no, sh no shit! It's a command carrier! <laughs> of course you have a bad feeling about this! Mm. If you had, if you didn't, I'd be concerned. But they said we don't have a choice. We have to go because if Scorpius gets wormhole tech, we're yeah. in a lot of trouble. And John and he... says there are some things you have to die for. And Aaron pretty much goes like, "I can't watch that happen again." Yeah, it was perfect. The two of us, it, we were perfect. You know, talking about her and the other Crichton, and mm -hmm. and she says, "And you are him." You, know, you you look so much like him. You are him. But John jumps in and says, no, I'm me. Not him. I wasn't there. I was here. I missed that dance. Yeah. Which I, I like that sort of, that turnaround of John realizing that he's, you know, he can't just jump back in. He's, he was, no. he's a different person than the other And he's Crichton. like, he's, I like that he says this because it's for both their sakes. Because hmm. it's for Aaron like, look, no, I am not him. He is gone. And try not to see him when you see me. Because yeah. I am different. I am, my, I, I am me. I'm a different person. Hmm. And also, that's both to basically be towards Aaron. Like, look, let that go. I'm not him. Yeah. He really is gone. And also, like, I am not his clone. I am not a replacement for him. I am me. The door is open, but I'm not him. Yeah. He's realized, you know, the situation he's in. He's come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. And But he says, like... Yeah, I missed that dance. You don't have to go with me. You don't have to do this. And Aaron says, no, we started this together, and that's how we'll finish it. And they look at each other. They actually actually look at each other in this scene. Which is, oh, nice. Yeah, the only time they've actually locked eyes in this entire episode is in this final scene, mm. which is really nice. And then the episode ends. So they're going to finish it together the way they started it. And so that was the end of the episode. That was uh, I Yench, You Yench. Um... Oh man, okay. I, I I think we know how I feel about the B plot or whichever one was, you know, the diner side plot in that. Yeah, the diner side plot. I was thinking about this while we were talking, and what I maybe would have done, because one of the things, because you mentioned there's too many characters. Yeah. I would have brought it down to one person in the in the diner, one person robbing the diner. Yeah. And halfway through, basically being like when Broca tries to. Uh, stop the one robbing the diner the owner shoots him and being like that they're actually in on this for the security for the um, hmm. insurance racket 
Yeah, sure. Like For when fine. you cut down on characters. <laughs> yeah, too many characters. I think if, say, we hadn't really had the plot with Moira and Talon, if the whole diner thing had been the focus of the episode, or like mm-hmm. the whole episode, you could have spent more time developing the other characters yep. so that their story and, you know, the relationship between the waitress and the cook actually meant something rather than it being very quickly basically we're trying the audience is expected to get on board with this very quickly and there's not enough development done on that for me to care and there's too and it adds too much to this to this secondary plot thread you you don't feel foodie's death at all no i don't i i was just like okay because we met him only he's only been in a few very short scenes mm-hmm. and then he's dead and then he's dead so and, like i said est has one or two very good scenes at the end there but the rest of it's whatever yeah. because it's also you're taking time away from the real meat and potatoes that is scorpius and rigel and dargo right like mm-hmm. that's what we want to see that's what we've come here for <laughs> is all this bit it's like oh yeah i want that and i was very aware that the rest of that side plot with the cook um that was detracting time from yeah the stuff i wanted to see i was i was i was very aware of that and i was not a huge fan of that and it was not it didn't it didn't do what it was trying it didn't accomplish what it was trying to do Mm, makes sense and if you had given if it had had more time to develop them then maybe it would have I like the idea of them being, you know, held up, of being a robbery during their um, negotiations, and they have to work together. That's fine, but it tried to tell too much of a story in the in the rest of that. If it had just mm-hmm. been a simple, simple hold up and with stupid alien robbers, you know, <laughs> then fine. But there was too they were trying to cram too much in. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. So I didn't. I. Uh, I, I overall I still like the episode, but I just felt that those bits were very, they were, they added too much. It made that side of things a bit of a mess. Yeah, that makes sense. So I I have to take points away from that. What I mean, I know it didn't bother you as much, but the thing is, it didn't bother me. But I do acknowledge that it is just a, a bad part of the episode, or just not as good a part of the episode. So I'm going for a three out of five. I yeah, think. I think. Actually, I think three out of five is fair. Like, yes, yeah, I think that's okay. It's not a terrible episode. It's just no, 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 no. There are these other parts in it that I just don't care about. <laughs> it, it would have also almost been better if they, they weren't there to burn the place down and just shoot the cook and the waitress at the start, so we don't have those people being part of the plot. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think there are ways they could have written it to just be a straight up hostage situation. Yeah, exactly. And just kill the cook and 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 the waitress right away, and it's like, there we go. Okay, fine. Those characters we don't have to waste scenes on. We can f- focus in on the hostage situation. Yeah. So they could have done something like that, and that would have been better. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a bit of an awkward plot on that on that side of things. So it didn't do it for me. Maybe next week will be better. Yeah, I hope so. So okay. Three out of five is a fine episode, and if you if you streamline the diner uh, hostage situation, then that would have been easy. Four out of five. Yeah, that would then, have been a lot better. Yeah. So let's see what's up next week. So this was episode nineteen. There are twenty-two episodes. We have got three episodes left. Mm-hmm. And so next week we start another two-part episode, or two another two-part story, uh, which is Into the Lion's Den. 
What's the subtitle, Hats? Lambs to the Slaughter. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah, that, that's reassuring. I wonder how that'll go. So, yeah, the Crichton and the crew of Moya, they get brought aboard Scorpius's command carrier to, quote, assist him against the Scarrens, but, of course, they secretly plan on disrupting the whole thing. Yep. And there are a few other things going on. Aaron meets an old friend among the crew, and Crace is reunited with a previous second-in-command. Oh. Yeah, so there's a bit... Interesting. And I won't spoil exactly too much, but... There is another peacekeeper commandant who arrives to make things even more complicated and even more interesting. I have no idea. We'll, we'll have to see next week. Yep, we'll find out next week. And yeah, we'll be back with that into the Lion's Den part one uh, next time. So until then, thank you everyone for tuning in. This was this was an interesting episode to talk about because I got to yeah. talk about stuff that didn't work. It's, it's, it, we like it once Farscape is good, but it's also always... It's always good to always interesting to talk about things that could have been improved. Yeah, always good to dissect those bits of why they don't work or mm-hmm. and so on. So anyway, we'll be back next time. Thanks for listening. And till then you can find us around the web on Twitter at Can't Wear Hats and Red. Everett Nightmare Seven. Hey. And uh, don't forget you can also find previous episodes, links to other podcasts and other projects on my website, can'twearhats.co.uk. You'll also find links to iTunes there. You know, rate, comment, subscribe, all their usual stuff. And all of it is supported by the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash can't wear hats. So until next time, thank you for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, Red, I've got a great idea that will help us do the podcast even better. There should be a package with a bracelet in it. Yeah, I was wondering what that was about. Just put it on. I'll put mine on as well. Okay. So yeah. now we're one, we're on. one time zone apart, but we'll have a deeper connection. We're linked. Our nerves are connected. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you just do? No, it's fine. It's just, let me just, I'll I'll get the instruction booklet. Ah! Ah! My ah, 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 ah! What the hell? Look, this, is, this isn't supposed to happen. Look, I'll take, I'll take the... No, no, wait, I'll wait, wait. wait just sit there and I'll just... Ow! Ah, ah, my hand. Oh, whoa. Ah. Oh, did you slam your hand in a drawer? What the... Ow! Oh, God. Okay, now there's a combination to take them off here on this piece of... Oh, I didn't write it down. God damn it, Hats! I'll get you... I'll get you for that! Ah! Ow! Hey, stop hitting yourself! Ow! Ah!